Coming to you from Dujardin Elementary School in Bloomingdale, Illinois, this is The Roar Podcast, where we share the magic taking place for all learners. Today is August 30th, 2018, and I'm here with special guest, Mrs. Amy Funk. Hi, everyone. Like Mrs. Eggert said, I'm Amy Funk, and I am a kindergarten teacher at Dujardin School. Tell us about yourself. Um, let's see, I have been teaching kindergarten at Dujardin School since 1989, and I started teaching in Keeneville in 1988, and I've always taught kindergarten. I have two kids who are grown, and I come from a family of teachers. My mom and dad were both teachers, my husband's a teacher, my brother's a teacher. There's only one brother who became an accountant, so he's a little different. Oh, that's awesome. So anyways, um, today we will be talking about no excuses and adopting a mindset where we truly believe that kids have limitless potential and can do anything. There are certain times and situations where especially when we talk about and think about primary students, kindergartners, early childhood students, that they that just won't work for them or... I don't think they're ready for that. And I have to tell you, all of our listeners, Mrs. Funk um, does a phenomenal job of adopting a no-excuse mindset where she truly believes that her kids can do anything and then provides opportunities for her students to totally shine and excel. So, Mrs. Funk, what are some of the tasks, activities, and ideas that you've implemented that defy the they're too young statement? I think what we I see it the most that we've done is with our technology. We are using Chromebooks in kindergarten, and when we first started, I even was a little hesitant, um, thinking, oh, can we do this? And then I thought, you know what? They will show me what they can do. And so I think using those has been a huge part of our um, defying their too young statement. Talk us through the planning, implementation, and reflection process of for example, utilizing technology and integrating it into kindergarten curriculum and instruction. Okay, what we try and do is we look at where, what our end is and what do we want them to accomplish. Then we think about how can we meet those needs and then who do we need, need to differentiate for it. The kids just like reading, writing, everything, they come in at wide range in technology and it helps us to be able to look at them and say who needs extra support, who can do it on their own, who can become an expert and help the other students, which is awesome because it really excites kids when they say, I can help someone, and it's very motivating for them too. Um, they can be frustrated sometimes with it, but they are so willing to persevere because they're so excited to be on that Chromebook. Especially nowadays, technology is our students' world. It, it's, it's, it's how they do everything you know at home with their own devices but then they transfer it to school and, and into the learning landscape too and as you mentioned they get frustrated so let's talk about failure and failing shout out to John Spencer because there's a difference between the two um, do your kids fail how do they handle this especially being in kindergarten and then how do you handle this as the teacher What's funny, when we start the year, kindergartners are so quick to say, I can't do that. I don't know how to read. And they, they're, I, I don't know how to do it. And so the second day of school, we read the little engine. And we talk about what we don't say is I can't or I don't want to. I don't know how. What we do say is I think I can't. Because in that model with the story, because the little engine said I think I can, she accomplished what she wanted to do. 
Um, I just think sometimes they're nervous about trying a new thing and being unsure because we, like all of us, we don't want to fail. It's funny. Um, I was walking out with a teacher the other day and we were talking about how much we hate making a mistake. And I said, we say it to the kids all the time. It's okay to make a mistake. But then we as teachers, we're like, oh, I made a mistake. And that's all you dwell on. So I really try to say to them, tomorrow is a new day. I say it to myself. We're starting again fresh. And that pushes me on knowing that what we get at the end for them. Would you say that setting up that foundation about making mistakes and it's okay to fail, that's how we grow, helps you as a teacher with the no excuses mindset saying like, okay, I'm going to try this out. My kids may fail at it, but that's all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I give it a try is what we always say. I once had someone tell me, she was very wise, and she said, look at what the worst thing would be that would happen based on what you did. What's the worst outcome? And is it really that bad? Is it going to matter in a week? Is it going to matter in a month? And that really helps you say, okay, we can give it a try. If it doesn't work, We'll try it a different way. And that's the funny thing with a morning and an afternoon class is sometimes we even look at what we did in the morning and say, oh, that didn't work. Let's try a different way in the afternoon. And it does. It helps me grow as a teacher, and I think it helps the kids grow too as learners. That is a really great piece of advice. With that in mind, how do you craft opportunities that will push your students? Isn't it easier just to say, my kids can't handle that? What motors you forward against that real thought you know what you are right it is easier to say my kids can't handle that but I know that is not what is best for them so I start just by getting to know them as people like what do they like what do they don't like so when I see them in the morning just even saying hello to them they're excited to be here and I think when they enjoy the place they're at they're willing to try if they know me and they know I make mistakes, they're willing to do give it a try too. We differentiate a lot. So if I see someone who it's harder for them to make a mistake, I might shape it more for them so they're slowly making that mistake and they're slowly taking those risks. Some kids are more than willing to just dive right in. Some of them are a little more hesitant. So we give them um, a little bit of differentiation there. Lots of choice. Kids, it's hard sometimes to have a lot of choices. So giving them choices helps them grow too. A really big example is Google Classroom. I mean, they're, they're on that Google Classroom and they're giving it a try and we just keep working through it. We keep working through what's not working and we try and move on and say, they're gonna get this. And then seeing how excited they are, I think that's what really pushes me forward too. Plus it keeps me, I mean, I've been teaching kindergarten for 29 years. So to keep myself fresh and excited, doing those different things really does help. To all our listeners out there, like Mrs. Funk said, she's been teaching for so long, yet she's always willing to, to, to try new things, to take risks, and because she knows that that's what's best for the, uh, her students and it's what's really going to set them up for success. In terms of the Google Classroom example, I've had other teachers say, well, our primary students can't can't use Google Classroom independently. And our answer, both Mrs. Funk and I together, is yes, they absolutely can. And it takes a lot of practice and patience. And we adjust with our primary students. It's maybe not called the Google Classroom app at the beginning. It's called the person on the chalkboard. <laughs> and we click on it and we, you know, we have different codes that we use for our little kids, but then 
the my kids can't handle that totally dissipates and fades and we say okay how can they handle this what can we do as educators to make sure that they can do this and they can find success and we can push them yeah if it doesn't work we try let's modify it let's change it let's see what will work um, so they feel good about it at the end too because that's so important if they feel success it's like look you did it they're more willing to try again the next day too awesome what advice do you have for teachers or others working with younger students or just students in general when they think something is too much or too challenging for students i think it's really important the language you use like say i have a challenge for you we're gonna try something are you ready for it and bring just, it on yeah just using those words for them they love that they love i think young kids love you saying oh first graders do this the second graders do this what can we do you know how can we try it I think as long as you show that that you are sorry as long as you show that you believe in them they will believe in themselves Mrs. Fung thank you so much you are such an inspiration thanks also for including me this was so exciting I was a little nervous about doing a podcast I'm kind of weird with the microphone in front of me so it was painless Living on the edge, pushing, instead of saying, I think I can't, I said, I think I can. So thank you for including me. We are so proud of the great learning taking place at DJ. If you have any questions, please email us at J-E-G-G-E-R-T at SD13.org, and we'll be sure to get right back to you. We'd also love to hear any ideas that you have. Let's put our heads together. Thanks for listening. This has been The Roar, signing off.